And we are live. I love blindsiding you guys. Sneak attack. attack. What up, fam? What up, Dirt? What up, though? What you got there? Yo, what, though. what you sipping on? Telling everyone we had some banging ass Jamaican food today. That is we like, did. it looks like you're drinking a nectar of some sort. An sour. exotic beverage. Yeah, soursop, fruit nectar with a lemon. Lemon? What lemon. flavors are in that thing? Is that is that aloe in that thing? Yeah, it's really bad. It's like a fucking... It doesn't look bad. Looks it's good. Like, it's 44 grams of sugar. Mm. Per serving? <laughs> so how many How many servings are in there? No, yeah, so for... There's two servings, so it's about 44 grams okay. of sugar. Okay, okay. Good for the post-workout insulin spike. Yeah, dude. Are you, you know post? Are you? Did you do AM training today? Greg, Greg and I did uh, train with weights this not, morning. Wow. Not together. Yeah. Oh, not together. But we both did legs. In Why spirit. is that? Why did that happen? Because when you hang out with the person long enough and you train with them for a long enough time and you kind of know inside their mind, you start training on your own as they were still there. Your body. We're doing the same Your body sets, gives probably. off chemicals and you start thinking Fair the same. Month. You start having yeah. the same dreams. Which is true. That was a quote from Mr. Long. Uh, Mr. Long talking about he and his brother and their training partners and them all training together for long periods of time. And he's like, after a while. Dead serious, too. Yeah. I believe God, God bless that dude. I absolutely love that dude. He's like, after a while, you start having the same ideas, the same dreams. I believe <laughs> it. Yeah, you start, he says, you start thinking the same fucked up dreams. Like, oh, <laughs> Whoa. So, oh, my God. It got dark. Oh it was all God. inspirational, and then it just got dark. There's a yeah. body missing. Yeah, yeah. Buried yeah. under a sh- strip mall in Pennsylvania. But I believe that because when you are training, you're releasing endorphins and, you know, all that good yep. stuff. It's true. Like, it's I true. Don't know. It's true. There you are. Is there like I a agree. science behind it? I agree. No, pheromones and endorphins and all this these chemicals are out there in the it's like a, in a the military ether unit around or you. A team training together and becoming the right, right, right. getting so on like, the same page. Right, right. So I guarantee you while I was like two, three and counting in my head, I was like, Come on, Greg. What? Yeah. See that? You know, it's like two hours away. It's almost like a Rocky scene. It's like mass con- yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if boxing was a tag team sport or something. <laughs> exactly. Paul exactly. and Nash were training. That's it. Different Shouts cities. To Shouts there. to Hall and Nash. I see Nash. Uh, Nash has a, pr- a pretty good Instagram. Have you ever seen Nash's I Instagram? Have not. Yeah, Nash is on Instagram. He's, well, he's still doing good. He had like knee surgery, um, but uh, so he's like coming back from that. But like, uh, he's still like super engaged in like everything that's awesome. And he's an actor now. Oh, um, yeah, he's an actor now, uh, and he's in a lot of stuff. I think he was in like the Punisher movie. He was in what were the Soderbergh stripper movies? Stripper or call girl or Magic Mike. Oh, okay. he was in. That, he was in that. He was like the one of the veteran at Nash Pretty Boys Five Nine. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, nice. he keeps it real as hell. And like he was going in for for a knee surgery, and uh, Magic Johnson shouted him out oh, because man. he and Magic played on the same uh, basketball team. AAU team. Yeah, he was a good basketball. Isn't that player. wild? Yeah, because he's from Detroit That's and they played crazy. on the same AAU team. Wow. That's wild, right? Yeah. Speaking of, okay, I played a game of the sport of basketball. Stop it. Really? Three on three? Full court, five on five, the real deal. God, I admire you. <laughs> and not so much. How'd it go? How'd it go? Uh, I admire you just for the effort, my friend. Well, I, that was one of my revolution resolutions. Okay. As I mentioned that day, which I'm sure everyone is keeping track of. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I am. Um, no, I wanted to get back to a couple things I've always loved to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And I did the math, and it's been seven years since I played a game of basketball. Quick math. Quick seven math. years. Seven years. Wow. The last time being which is when my planter's tendon exploded in my right foot. Mm. From so, jumping in the snow. No, this was from basketball. Oh, shit. Oh, Literally the... from backpedaling on defense. Wow. 
Wow. I thought you thought I had, someone threw a ball at you. Yeah, I thought you. like something got whipped at my foot, and it was just the tendon popping. There was a point in my life where I could run backwards faster than most guys could run oh, forwards. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. You would never like it was the most nothing. Now, granted, they had been hurt. Right, right. Hurting sure, both sure, of my sure. for two months. Sure. That's why I stopped playing, and then for like a week later, I'm like, I'll play. And it expl- that's I, I think people lose sight of, right? Like people, like you could be in great cardiovascular shape. Just I was in incredible shape. Right. Yeah. So you could be in great cardiovascular shape. You, you yeah. could be, you, you know, lifting could be strong as a, you know, strong as an ox, right. all those things going for you. But if your feet and like your groin and stuff like that is in condition to actually yeah. playing ball, you right. can get hurt. Oh, absolutely. And your man. body's not ready for it. Even though, even though your pivoting, body's, in, even the, though your body's in great shape, you're not yeah. ready for that. It's a totally different shape. Yeah, it's yeah. like lateral it re- movement. Yeah, kills. Yeah, yeah. It reminds, it's like, uh, the guy you'd always see, like come from football season to basketball season. And they're always like a month behind yeah. because football shape and basketball shape are just totally different things. And that's how I felt playing this week. First two plays of the game went awesome. Right. Downhill from there. Right. First play of the game, I go left, pump fake to a guy in the corner. Whole defense goes. Lay him up. Nice. Ball went. I couldn't believe the ball went in. Okay. <laughs> totally nice. on autopilot. Okay. Then on a fast break, switched to the left hand and threw like a half court. Whoa. Perfect through wow. the defense bounce pass. Wow. Layup, wow. Right? wow. I'm at this point. I'm like stunned. Young Nash. Because I'm going into this and I, no, like I went into nice. the game and I'm thinking I haven't played in seven years. Not, not, not Young Nash, Kevin, not, Steve much. Nash, not Kevin Nash. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, I went into the game thinking, like, my only goal is to not get hurt. Okay. So I'm not, like, this is not going to be diving out of bounds. First of all, I got on the court thinking, there's one other guy. I'm like, I have a basketball. I'm just going to go shoot. Yeah, yeah. Within five minutes, there's like 30 guys. Wow. The bat, the bat, the uh, bat signal went out. Like, Remember you said the big next... guy bat signal? The basketball <laughs> oh, yeah, bat no, signal yeah. went out. It was like, it was somebody's literally gonna ball, like, somebody's gonna ball. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there 10 minutes and someone has next after next wow. after next. Wow. And wow. I'm like, what the fuck? Just like, happened. so All right. I'm in the first 10. Now I'm like, well, I have to play. Yeah, yeah, of course. These guys over here are gonna wait an hour to play. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, in the yeah. first group. Did I gotta you, play. Did you win the first game? No. Okay. So that was it. Okay. But I was really, I was actually, I was only gonna play one game. Okay. Like, no matter what, because I didn't want to, I really did not want to get hurt. Right. I'm 20 pounds heavier than I was seven years ago when I hurt right. my foot. Where was like, this at again? A gym uh, a couple towns over that I'm uh, on a trial basis with. The last time that I actually played ball, played ball. Yeah. I look at it 12 years ago. Right. Okay. And uh, I was with Anasan and his friends. Okay. Who I had zero basketball street cred with whatsoever and it was only like uh you know zeus looking down upon me right uh that i played really well and i gave it to all of his friends for like four runs right and now like in that in that extended asian community blue collar Mm -hmm. ethnic community in south jersey the legend the legend of the legend of naksu cow has grown (laughs) but I will say that I literally couldn't move the next no, day I'm, I'm because hurting. I was not conditioned for it. Yeah. And and like so much of the way I played is just like first steps and like no, dude. you know and, and you know going right to left and left to right quickly and stuff like that. And man, that's like, what I was saying. Like I went holy in, shit was yeah, my body can't keep up. Just, no kidding. Just like my just like my you know really it was like my hips oh, and my shakalaka. my hips and my groin and I would assume the muscles that get trained 
really hard when you do the abductor adductor. Yeah. All that stuff was just yeah. devastated. And my feet were killing me. And I was like, just because I'm not used to, I'm not conditioned to that. Knowing that, I went into the game like, I'm not going to do anything crazy here, right? Yeah, but that's so. Yeah. Like three trips up and down the floor mm. into the game, even though I'm winded. Now I'm like screaming at the inbounds guy to give me the ball. Right. <laughs> you know, like total yeah, fucking full court, like just mania. And, uh, Oh, it was an, a rush of adrenaline, dude. Yeah, I'm it was sure. Because I, I literally went from like, oh, I'm just going to go like yeah. shoot around, get loose, yeah, yeah. do like a you cardio go thing. You want to back now. I, oh, no, I, I went with the full intention of playing one game and coming back and playing again a week yeah. later and, and, you know, building it up. What I, I want to be able to play for the year. I don't want to go and play four hours and never play again. Yeah. Like, I got to do it smart. So I, 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 I was saying it about 12 years ago, but I actually went probably – eight or nine years ago yeah and and uh because i was training at la fitness in uh pa nice. right and they have a full court there right and i was um lifting at the time like in a really hard lifting program with my buddy alex and my buddy wides um and uh they were both just strong as an ox and didn't play ball at all right why but wides was like a olympic shot putter okay. i mean a, a college shot putter and right uh, a good football player and stuff like that. So he's like a good athlete, but just yeah. not basketball. Like right. couldn't be the furthest thing from his wheelhouse. Yeah. But so we ended up running there and there was like, you know, it's a, uh, it was, um, you know, Bucks County, which is all kinds of Philly dudes. And, you know, so it was right. like some legit ball players yeah. there. Right. And the, what, the funny thing that I noticed is that like, I played pretty well there too. And I think part of it was the fact that, uh, you get a couple free buckets off the fact that nobody thinks you can play at first. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you got a little, you got a little moment, <laughs> to catch window. people off yeah. guard, yeah. right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they start taking you serious, start deeing you, and then right. then it slowly comes to light that you're incredibly yeah. rusty. Oh, like but switch up. at least got a couple buck. You got at least got a couple buckets coming your way. A couple opportunities to get some buckets where you're catching guys off guard. Man, I'll tell you, it was like I uh, get hyped up just talking about it. I'm hyped right now, yeah. thinking back to playing yeah. a couple of days ago. I still, he's, I still Dirt's playing it. all the time. We play once a week. Once a week, man. I'm gonna, dude. My I goal is to get in the shape How's where I can play it regularly. Dude, Mike, you know what's crazy? Dirt can play. Just everybody, everybody in this room can play, but yeah. it's 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 the, degre the degrees of rust, right. the thickness yeah. of the rust. There's only one way to uh, well, to get the rust off. Of course. Yeah, so. dude, the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, my knees and my yeah. dude, all my toes, are my black. left knee, yeah, because yeah, it, you're keeps, it keeps like yeah. pushing yeah. against my. <laughs> That's large. no good. You need yeah. proper footwear, man. Yeah. yeah. So that was the thing because I was like, I got the I got the you know the soles and the yeah. Jordans and they're big and roomy and they're comfortable and I didn't tear my ACL in these right. so yeah. And then uh, last week, did I did you get on, shoes? Like, did you get shoes that are better? Yeah, so I got a better. Because we had that conversation, too. and I'm like, I need to do the same thing. You're I... gonna keep playing. You get... yeah. don't get me wrong. I, if you ask me right now, like, what? Because you know, I got a bunch of shoes at home that I wear right. all the time, like casual for casual that are like basketball shoes, technically. Right. But if you ask me, like, what would be the pair of shoes that I would go grab if we were gonna go run, I, dude, dude, I don't even know dude, if I, I threw on the bar I dude, I threw on the Barclays because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how they hold up? They I held up. Okay, but they're not like. Like on defense yeah, and just yeah, cut, yeah. like they're yeah. not, you know, they're too flat, flat, they're like bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're right. not basketball shoes in that game. Can you imagine the shoes they were playing with back in the day? Uh, well, if I'm on Chuck Taylor's and well, playing, but it's just, it's just what you're, because, but it comes back to what you're used to. Right. It's what you're accustomed to. Everybody yeah. was conditioned to using them. So it wasn't like they were uncomfortable because yeah. it was all they knew. Yeah. Like a perfect example is like when I was, uh, I had the first Jordan ones, right, mm -hmm. in '86, right. But you're like a little kid, so you don't really know better. But like, I I basically grew through that evolution of sneakers, yeah. and I remember, and I still have them to this day. I broke them out for the the the, the event in um 
at uh, Attilus yeah, when we yeah, did the, yeah. the Resolution Revolution. The table. Right. Those are the ones that I got when they retroed them when I was in high school. And as soon as I saw them, you know, I, th- I had to beg my mom to get them for me because I'm like, oh, dude, it's my favorite sneaker ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I, t- I one of the reasons that they're in such good shape is that I got home, and this is, you know, seven years later, but it'll tell you how yeah. fast this stuff evolves. Seven years later, I get the shoes. I come home and I go to play ball in them, right? Seven, eight years later. I come home, I go to play ball in them because I'm like, oh, dude, I got to go yeah. dominate 24th Street wearing right. these, right? So I, I put I put them on, I go down and play, and I'm like, my feet are killing me in them. Yeah. Because the shoes had a, had advanced so much, even in that right. period of time. The old technology. Where the, and the, I use that word yeah, loosely. Yeah. But the sneaker technology of 1985 yeah. versus the sneaker technology of 1994. Like the James Space shoe. Well, 94 yeah. even, you know, uh, just like, you know, the all the Nike Airs and Air Max and Flights and all those shoes that yeah. came out. And uh you know, the shoes had advanced so much. So, like, the difference was night and day where all of a sudden the sneakers went from being made out of solid rubber to mm-hmm. foam yeah. and how that treats your foot differently. Yeah. And it's like, even then, I was like, all right, well, I can't wear these anymore. It's, so that's why they, they look so good now because I, I basically had them and I didn't wear them playing ball. Absolutely, man. And so you add that up. And a buddy of mine who still plays was asking, like, how I felt. I'm like, long, dormant. <laughs> tendons and right. all kinds of parts of my body that have not been punished in a while sure because yeah, it's just tough to hit things from that angle like it really is yep a tough sport to simulate you're doing everything basically like half slouched yep. at full speed yep, yep. you know bent over yep really tough to simulate that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? when you're in like the heat of the game too like shit you wouldn't normally do like i would never just jump up and like yeah, well, do this or how and about then, like slide laterally and someone sets a pick yeah. And you have to get over it. Like yeah. what, you're not going in the gym, yeah, like setting yeah, yeah. up a, yeah. you know, a, a tackle dummy yeah, and yeah. Sk- slamming into it with your shoulders, scooting yeah, around it to get yeah, over it. Yeah, like yeah. these bastards were setting picks too. And I'm like, God, you gotta play real basketball. Yeah, you fucking seriously, assholes. Seriously. Like, I can't play moving, straight up defense. Screens, let alone, right? I can't play straight up. Is anybody up defense. calling stuff out? Is anybody yeah, calling out? Yeah, yeah, but and still, shit? like you know, yeah. that's the most frustrating. You still try. I'm still trying to get over it. And I'm like, I can't even stay in front of somebody without the pick. Thank God they think they need a pick. What about the double? screen they said the double screen i did like, get ah! double screened once i'm like, like you god damn it um that gets me pissed and it's like you know you're playing with like a new group so you're like pass you can't you, so you slowly realize why like the one guy's open <laughs> it's because they all know yeah, to leave him open yeah. meanwhile you're thinking like oh that's a gimme nope yeah, yeah, um but yeah, it's awesome. The the synapses are firing. This summer, the G code. We'll get back the G code three on three tournament. Do it. Right? Let's yeah. do it. Basketball camp. Yeah. Charity three on three tournament. Let's yep. do it. Yep, it's got to happen. I'm in. I already had somebody. Somebody already called me out on it. I don't know if they did it on social I saw media. It. Oh, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was Andy Cedar. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's our boy from Delaware. Uh, uh, an incredible bodybuilder and powerlifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also now he's like a CrossFit, now he's like a full on CrossFit dude. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, has been down through the go hard era and all that stuff, but he's yep. like an OG and he's a ball player and, uh, apparently he could like dunk on a vertical said he can't shoot much and stuff like that, but I think he's just got like really good physical prowess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's all about the three on three tournament. So we at least, have, he's got a team who will have a Delaware contingent. At for Andy for Cedar. That's well, correct. S-E-D-A-R. Yep. Have to have an east versus west yes. kind of fucking uh, tournament or something. I heard he's been uh, relegated to desk desk work of late at his job, and he's been getting by because of the cast. Nice. Yeah. Well, shouts. Yeah. We uh, we will make sure that tournament happens. Shouts yes. to him, dude. And we'll get <laughs> get Andy. Says, Sa, dude. In the mix. Um, Andy. 
Speaking of ball, I saw there were some baseball Hall of Famers and football Hall of Famers. Hey. Where do you stand on the like Bonds and Clemens? And another name, it would like to me, I saw got like twenty-two percent of the vote, and Trevor I was just Hoffman. like, no, like to me on the whole list, the most no-brainer guy aside from like Bonds, who to me is like no-brainer, is Manny Ramirez. How he's not like he's, not the, he's next year. Is it because? But he, like to me, if if Manny, like, wait a minute, Manny was Manny was eligible this year. Yeah, and only got twenty-two percent. Got twenty-two percent. He was ever, on that same list. Was he ever found guilty of? I think he on the Dodgers might have been suspended okay. a little bit at the end of his career. Yeah. I okay. mean, I assume he was. Well, sure. That's on fine. the Aju. Right. Well, but that said. But that said, like he still dwarfed all the other guys on the Aju in his era. And, and what's the argument that I've always made too is like there's going to be a bunch of dudes who weren't right on it who yeah. looked like they were yeah. and you thought were, right. and a bunch of guys who were on it who right. you never suspected. Right. And that's the problem with the whole fucking yeah. deal. If yeah. you you can't just say, oh that dude's jacked, he's yeah. on juice because that's not a fair. No, assessment. Well, because there, I remember if, like if there a couple failed, like if, that's why I asked. If yeah. you failed to test at one point, all right, well then you got him. No, but, I, me- you know. I remember like a couple like middle relievers for the Mets who weighed like eighty four pounds. Right. Yeah. Got exactly. Suspended for fifty games. Exactly. Or like you think a track, you know, a track and field athlete, it doesn't necessarily correlate to yep being able to hit a home run. Yep. I mean, look. Uh, it does do a lot of things for like your vision, of course, and strength of and course. recovery and like there's a million things. Yep. But you don't know who, like to me, the reason I say Bonds is a slam dunk, is because there seems to be an admitted clear line before and after. Right. And to me, before, before, yeah, this that point, yes, he was one of the best baseball players I ever saw. Yes, yeah. for sure. Like his. Pittsburgh Pirates bonds. Yes, was a Hall of Famer. In in a if you cha- if you gave him like the uh, the long ball error baseball to hit, yeah, yeah. he would have been hitting 56, yeah. 55 home runs yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead oh, of yeah. thirty five. Yeah, yeah, whatever. No, bonds on the Pirates was already a Hall of Famer. Right, and uh, I see Cle- Clemens on the Clemens on the Red Sox was already a Hall of Famer. Uh, that's I differ a little bit there. You don't believe that? What about? You mean the Clemens who won the MVP and the and the Cy Young? No doubt guy? about that year, and no okay. doubt about a couple of his years. And I'm not saying he. I'm just saying, like for a pitcher okay. that gets into the Hall of Fame, right? There are certain things you have to be like kind of near. Okay. Like the 200 wins is like a, a, right. a floor. Right, right. 300 wins. 300 is a lock. Right. 3,000 strikeouts, you're yeah, a lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Of course. If you win three Cy Youngs in a World Series, like you're yeah, yeah. you're gonna get in. Right. But he when he was on Toronto. There is a point, and they say like that's the point where he took where the, the imp- plunge, where his performance dramatically improved. He went from like two and nine that year, okay, with like a five ERA, and he didn't lose, okay, for like two years, okay. He like just went from basically like his career was done, right? There's like a four year period wow. where his career was done, okay. And then he won two Cy Youngs in a row for Toronto. Right. Then he got to the Yankees. Then you know what I mean, like. He, and it was those tacked on to his earlier career that made him all. I remember that. I remember that transition where right. I was. I remember, you know, being a kid and finding myself thinking, man, Clemens was as fucking dominant as they come for a minute there. And now it looks like he's done. Yeah, the Red Sox and traded him. And then all of a sudden, yeah, got rid of him. all of a sudden he was back. <laughs> and he was like the best pitcher in baseball. They say he was staring at the end of his career and he was like, well, fuck this. Interesting. And then from then he became unhittable. Wow. For like a three-year, he won two Cy Youngs. Like he literally went like twenty and one yeah, yeah, yeah. with a one-three ERA in the American League East yeah, for like yeah, a year and a half. Yeah. 
And so I wonder, like, if it was Clemens, right. granted, the MVP season, he had, like, unbelievable strikeout totals. Yeah. But he would have been, you know, 215, 220 right, wins. Right, right. He would have had a lot of strikeouts. Right. He wouldn't have won much. Right. He got to the one World Series and didn't win. He had the, you know what I mean? Like, to yeah. me, he's, then he's getting into, like, Mike Messina or right. who's another, like, a, not even Nolan Ryan, because Nolan Ryan accumulated so many years. Nolan Ryan is an incredible accumulator. Right. You know, and you take the no-hitters and the, the amount of strikeouts. Uh, was it 5,000 strikeouts? Yeah. I mean, right. it's so ridiculous. But Clemens, and, and I would also say that one of the most remarkable things Indians, about Nolan Ryan, everything. one of the most remarkable things about Nolan Ryan also is the uh, longevity. Well, that's There's what I'm saying. There's something needs to be said for longevity, the, the ability to be that good for that long. Well, that's what I'm saying. If It didn't look like Clemens was going to get another nine years yeah, yeah, yeah. of putting up Nolan Ryan. Because he's a yeah. very comparable pitcher yeah, yeah. if you take out like those Toronto right, years. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the same guy in many ways. Right, you sure. know, High strikeout, yeah, yeah. not a great ERA, one or two unbelievable seasons, right. unhittable yeah, at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Crazy stuff. So I don't know. Stuff. Yeah, I don't know if Clemens, to me, right. I think like if his career ended then, is he like somewhere between like Messina and Nolan Ryan? Right, right. And maybe he doesn't get in. Right. Whereas Bonds, I'm confident, would have kept putting up 30 home run right. seasons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If not, I mean, he was putting up 48. Right. And Sosa's hitting 70, and he's supposedly, that's why yeah, he's yeah. like, well, why the fuck am oh, I yeah. doing this? Well, that's the thing. I, I think <laughs> why that am I doing this? Talking about like the, entire, you guys. the entire nation revering Maguire and Sosa right. and him thinking, and he like literally had this like inner dialogue thinking to himself, well, shit, I'm so much better than both of those guys. All right. Yeah, I'm clean. If this is what, if this is what they, they, they can do on drugs, wait till you see what I can I'm do gonna on drugs. And he did it. Yeah, <laughs> he's and he like, did it. He showed yep. all those three, like those three guys clean. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. Of course. The Bonds is twice the player. And that's the, the funny thing, right? It's like you go back and like I think about Maguire. Well, I mean, the, the Sosa stuff, bro, in terms of what he was able to do. Like, didn't he do 66 home runs yeah. back-to-back oh, seasons? Yeah. Dude, oh, that is no. so He had 60-plus home runs, I think, five years in a row. I I don't I'm know gonna, about that, but I do know that he I, I do know that he had sixty six in back to back seasons, yeah. which is so fucking insane, dude. It's so insane, you know, because if you look at it through like the scope of baseball history, it is just ridiculous, dude. No the most that. that anyone ever hit was sixty one prior to that year, and then he hit sixty six in two seasons in a row. It's like what in the world, you know? That's even crazier than than McGuire hitting seventy or whatever. So he's done it three times. Okay. He's broken 60 home runs. Okay. Three times. That's so crazy. Um, I'm going to pull up his stats here right. so we can look at them because yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, McGuire, 70, 65. <coughs> three of the top six baseball seasons of all time are home runs. Yeah. Or held by Sammy Sosa. Three of the top six. Okay. So it's oh, wow. it's number one is Bonds. Yep. Number two is McGuire. Yep. Sosa, Sosa, Sosa. Sosa, McGuire. Oh. Sosa, Sosa. Okay. And then Maris, uh, and then Ru- and then Ruth. No, did Griffey hit sixty? He might have that year, or it was the year before. It was him. Your Honor, I do not believe Ken Griffey Jr. ever touched a drop of juice. Really? Well, we would differ there. Mark Bernardi, are yeah. you pointing? No, are I'm you just pointing saying. the juice finger not, yeah, at see, Ken Griffey Jr.? Pointing a finger means like when that I have a problem with it. Well, I, and know, I don't. I know. I'm just saying when you I point the juice finger, you have four fingers pointing back at like, you. Like I'm of the opinion oh. that like uh, Griffey and A Rod were juicing since they were 18. Like I believe that. No way. 
So many good baseball players that I've known in my life started juicing in high Here's school. Here's what I think. That's fair. I don't believe Griffey was. Griffey was. And okay. I think A-Rod, and this is based on, this is right, because you could say, okay, like that basically meaning like, Neither one of us know, and you think I'm probably full of shit. But here's what I'm saying. No, no I don't no, think. It's not like I conclusively no, know. No. I just think. That here's what I think about. Here's what that. I think about Griffey. Okay. Here's why I don't believe Griffey was. Okay. Okay. Um, he did not hit 60 home runs. Just and also me. one of my arguments about Bonds, about how why I would always have Bonds, what I, why I would always be the contrarian, saying, eh, maybe Bonds doesn't juice. Yeah. Right. Here was my reason for all that. Okay. Bonds and Griffey Jr. were both second-generation baseball players. Okay. Both of their dads right. were were very good pro baseball players, right? Right. Now, you start to apply it to Bonds, and my story starts to fall apart, but I'll just apply it to Griffey, right? Bonds and Griffey, I don't know if Griffey ever did, but Bonds probably until his 30s never touched a weight. Okay. The old-school perception of weightlifting as it related to baseball was that it would make you muscle bound and slow down your swing. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was always under the impression that Griffey, just because of the culture from which he came and from the fact that you're talking about all time elite baseball genetics, one of the greatest, most gifted no players to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah. Right. I thought that he had that special sort of combination of factors that would create a, a, like an all-time great baseball player with no drugs. I would, I would apply. I used to apply the same thing to Bonds until the but ar- see, the arguments a- became too conclusive. And my argument about Bonds was that Bonds, just the argument here, right? Mm-hmm. If a guy like Bonds, with also probably all-time elite baseball genetics, right, right, who was one of the very best players in the world before any drugs or before even the uh, the thought that he might be on drugs, right. right? The fact that if you took a guy with those kind of genetics and that kind of ability, and then all of a sudden he started to lift weights seriously, right. eat with the thought in mind of accruing muscle and whatnot, okay. I guarantee you a guy like that in the course of a couple of years could look like a different guy. Right. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, imagine just imagine if you just took a guy with just all-time elite athletic genetics and he started lifting weights hard and heavy seriously for a couple of years and eating all the best foods because he can afford to do all that stuff. Yeah. Everything yeah. in his, every right. single factor in his yeah, life is ideal. Yeah, but see, that's ideal. the thing. Why wouldn't he take the best of everything? Well, that's fine. I know. I yeah. get it. But what I'm saying is that I think that Barry Bonds, uh, Barry Bonds, if Barry Bonds just started lifting weights and eating, eating well, eating right. like a bodybuilder and right. taking regular supplements, right. would in a couple of years be a jacked guy. Right. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. That's all. No, I agree. So like, so my uh, my counter argument until evidence came out the other way was like, uh, dude, you're talking about one of the the elite athletes in the world. Who's, none who of my all basis. of a sudden discovered the bodybuilding lifestyle. N- of course he can None be None of jacked. my basis is has anything to do with physical appearance. None okay. of my perspective okay. on any okay. of this. I think it's just as likely that uh, uh, Derek Jeter was on it as A-Rod. I don't think it's impossible. I think we're talking about... I don't have a stigma towards it. I don't think they have a stigma oh, towards no, no. it. It is part of... The, it's one of the food groups of elite athletic sure. performance. I think that's true. Culturally speaking, like I, if I knew guys that were juicing... To be like the, um, you know, a platoon outfielder for a low level, or no, for like a decent D1 baseball team. Of course. Right? Like, at my college I went to, it's like a decent, yeah, it's like a decent baseball team. Of course. And the whole team, to a man, unabashedly juicy. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Not necessarily, you know, maybe one of them's going to go to the minors. Maybe yeah, yeah, a sure. couple right, right. will get a triple A stint if yeah. they're lucky. You know what I mean? Like, no. And these guys are juicy. Dude, right? I remember Holy Spirit High School, right. freshman year. Absolutely. Kids on the football team taking D-balls. Right. We were freshmen. Everyone was taking D-balls. You know what I'm saying? No, but, no, it's no, like, no, you know. but that's my point is that this is not like, I'm not sitting here like pointing right. the finger like, oh, that Griffey, he lacks the character. No, no. He is. I, my, my, to me, he's just a baseball player. I get it. My argument, and that's what baseball players do. My argument was just that the I was I always gave him the benefit of the doubt because of the circumstances of his rise, as I saw it. The being a second generation baseball player, uh, having just kind of elite genetics, because the thought being that if if Griffey Junior's uh, you know uh, on gear, mm-hmm. especially from the early. Uh, you know, meteoric rise of right. his, uh, you know, star, his star, yeah. right? Uh, you know, shooting across the sky. Um, well, then how how am I to think that any athlete in any pro sport isn't? Okay. <laughs> That's your but, point? Yeah, but I, I don't know, necessarily, I, I mean, just pick a sport. Okay, so the Randy Moss. If we're yes. going to talk about Hall of Famers, right. do you believe Randy Moss was on juice? Totally could be. I don't have a. <laughs> I, I mean, you're telling me. Because we were talking about, like, because I know we, we, we've had the conversation about, like, uh, but are you gonna the say greatest football players of all time or whatever. And, and But are you going to say he's not because he's not bulky? Because to me, if he's you're training win. HGH, like a middle right. reliever for baseball, it could be about. It, it just gives you the ability to recover to do your type of workout. Who, who saw the Who saw the picture? Who saw the? Did anybody see the video of Iverson at the uh, Eagles uh, Eagles training facility? I did not. That came see up it, this week. Okay, awesome. there, yeah, it's just him casually throwing a ball seventy yards and hitting yeah. the wall in that bubbled facility. Right. No, yeah, right. and and part of me thinks right. that there is speaking of Zeus looking yeah. down, right? That Zeus threw a lightning bolt into yeah. certain people's fucking you know lucky charms. Yeah. Okay. And into the Lucky Charms bowl that is their right. genetic pool, yeah, <laughs> right? See, and 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 these kid, kids who are kids who are coming out of you know, uh, oftentimes out of very difficult circumstances, you right. know, not even like you know they're not even raised eating the best foods totally or any of this agree. stuff, right? Yeah. But video. you look at Randy Moss and Allen Iverson and yep. Ken Griffey Jr. And, yes. and some guys are just so gifted and blessed. I don't think what I'm saying and what you're saying are mutually exclusive. I think the guy covering Randy Moss right. is on HGH. Right, right, right. And Randy Moss <laughs> is destroying him. Because I think if they both didn't take it, Randy Moss would destroy him by as much. Okay. So, like, the guy pitching the Griffey, yeah. I think, was juicing too. Right, right, right. More times than not. Right. Okay. Okay. I think maybe because it took a generation or two. Yeah. For certain people to get over the thought that getting bulkier would hurt you. Yeah, yeah. But once it became clear that you could use Thought? things like HGH yeah, just yeah. to re- for recovery. Yeah, oh, sure. Or to make well, your vision better. Well, or yeah, to, you know what I mean? I, like I, We're just talking about a- a- cultural anecdotes with regards to sports. Uh, I told you about the coffee, right? Coffee in the clubhouse? Yeah, yeah. Right? That there is decaf and, un- decaf and regular. <laughs> yeah. The decaf was regular coffee. And the regular was coffee with amphetamines. Fucking in it. Yeah, and that was in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ricky Henderson will tell you like yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, was... throughout the whole the Mets team. Come on, all these teams. Well, all right. So here's the thing. Like I always say about we probably talked about this in the cast before, but I always like knew that like a lot of guys were on juice before I even understood what that meant. Yeah. Like I knew the Bash Brothers. We knew, and absolutely. I and I and I always say like if you ever look at like um 
like, you know, I was a Mets fan. And if you ever look at Straw in 86 right. versus Straw in 87, 88, yeah. it was like, and, and now here's the thing, though. I, I still apply that what I was applying before. Right. If you have guys who didn't lift weights and didn't eat with that in mind, and all of a sudden they have a trainer working with them and a dietitian and all that, and the right. thought is like, can this dude who has elite sport athletic genetics gain 15 pounds of muscle in this offseason? Uh, all of a sudden, of course he can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's a kid who you went to high school with who started lifting over the summer and he came back to school and he was way more jacked than he was when you left school, yeah. And he hadn't lifted weights before, yeah. and he's drinking, you know, a Mega Mass three thousand. Right. Well, it makes sense that yeah. that if he can make those kind of gains and that kind of progress, right? Newbie gains. Well, can't 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 you know elite athletes do that? That's what I'm saying. No, I mean, That's like what I we saw it with Bonds, he was unbelievable, but he was not the best. Right. Because other guys were juicing and he wasn't. Right. So then he juiced right. and he surpassed them. Right. If none, if they had never been juicing, yeah. Just like in 1992. Right. Barry Bonds would be the better baseball right. player. That's true. And so that's why, to me, is a no doubt Hall of Famer. But, like, especially A-Rod, I also, like, I think heavily about culture and location. Okay. And Miami. Geogra- uh, Seattle and Miami. Okay. Places where there were hot pockets of this right. activity. Well, Northern California, certainly. And yes. Miami, for sure. Yeah. Seattle, too, you're saying? Well, yeah, definitely okay. because of uh, uh, Jay Buhner okay. and that, and all those teams uh, that Griffey was on, yeah, yeah. they were all launching the ball. And Jay Buhner was kind of yoked up. He was absolutely like, there's yeah. no doubt that Jay Buhner was. Jay Buhner was, was the source. He was the plug. Yeah, but I mean, like somebody was. Well, uh, you know what I mean. Right. So like, it could Young be just guys, their trainer, right? right. But a cult, you know, the athletics, perfect right. example. Well, when you said about culture too, like a perfect example that I always bring up, I don't know if I mentioned this on the cast, right? It was like when I worked at the club, when I worked at the Casbah, right? Mm-hmm. There were like a couple of OGs there, right? Uh, you know, dudes who were probably 10, 12, 15 years older than I was, right? Some of them jacked, right? And two two of my buddies were Puerto Rican dudes, right? And uh, we would, you know, they would always just talk to me about lifting and, you know, they would get all fired up and we'd, you know, talk about all, you know, just training and what we're doing and what yeah. supplements we're taking. And, uh, and they would just look at me all excited and like, my cousin is sending me vitamins. <laughs> right? yeah. And, and it's, what he meant was that his, his cousin would go to the pharmacia and yeah. send him a big box of juice. Yeah. And, but their view of it wasn't like our view. Right, like there no, wasn't like I think their view of it is like our view, but most of America's view isn't like our. Right, view. no, no, exactly. But what I'm saying is that their their cultural perception of it wasn't that there was anything wrong or weird or yeah. immoral about it at Taking all. Taking a vitamin, it was. Vitamin. Yeah, but, they're all right. fired up, right? And they're like, oh, it was like, oh, wait till you see what I look like in a month. My cousin just sent me the vitamins. And it was uh, that's like, how you know, I honestly. That's you know? how I look at it. Of course, back in I the think clubs, like back in the clubhouse days. Is that the kind of vitamin you should tell like a 14 year old kid to take? Right, right. I think like that. It's like anything else. Right, right. Yeah. There needs to be some. There's some. We do have a responsibility there right. to make sure that it it is done the right way. Like I said, we've we probably right. talked about this before, but like Jose Canseco was the absolute worst messenger right. for a true right. statement. Right, right, right. Which is that, in my opinion, the drug can be done responsibly. Sure. Without all of the stereotypical sure. side effects that you hear. Well, I mean, a perfect example is like, look at, did I cut you off? No. Finish Greg. your thought. No, no. Oh, okay. Greg, all per- Greg's idols did steroids. Yeah, yeah, All my heroes did dope. dope. Yeah. Uh, but you look at like, uh, like a perfect example is like, look at like Arnold and Stallone. Right. Right? And you, I mean, you know at certain points those guys used 
a lot of gear. Recently. Well, here's what I was getting at, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recently. And at the very least now they do, uh, you know, probably. Um, Test. Well, I was going to say hormone replacement therapy, probably with the oversight yeah. of very good physicians and whatnot, yeah. right? And, uh, I mean, those guys are obvious, at least in my opinion. They both got to be, what, 70? Going on oh, 70? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Arnold is. I don't know how old Stallone, <laughs> I don't know how old Stallone is, but I'm saying he's got to be close to what We have uh, Sylvester Stallone is now live in the studio. Mr. Stallone, how are you doing? <laughs> Great. Thank you for coming by. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. So, uh, right, so I think Arnold's 72. And Stallone, say, a couple years younger than him, maybe? Yeah. Right? And it's like, you know, those guys, they look great. They seem healthy as a horse. They they look to, they look to be much more, um, I don't know, fit and engaged than a lot of their peers. Yeah. And you see that, and it's like, wow, that's fucking great. And you know that those guys, you know, Juice has been a part of their lives. Yeah. So, like, the thought that, like, um, anyone who would ever incorporate it into their lifestyle, you know, is signing their own yeah. death warrant that's yeah. obviously like a a fallacy or an right. oversimplification or uh you know just uh if it's a sort of a fabricated a fabricated like line of thought meant to scare people and people want to have it both ways right they want guys to go out on sunday in the nfl and like kill each other yep and then do it again yeah sometimes like three days later yep and yep. it's like no man there should be like it's ridiculous that they like test for weed or punish like an NFL running back yeah. for fucking using weed as a painkiller. Right. Especially in light of what the other painkiller options are in the fuck, you know. Yep. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So is juice bad? No, it's like anything else. Well, first of all, like, it's definitely harmful to young kids. Yeah. For sure. But so is weed, if you look at the studies. Yeah. Like, it affects your brain chemistry if you smoke weed before the age of 20. But... It helps your brain chemistry if you smoke, if you don't start until you're like 22. Mm -hmm. They've done studies on this. You know, I'm like pretty libertarian about most things. I yep. just think you need to be responsible. Same thing like with alcohol. You don't want to have a 12-year-old kid getting shit-faced all the time and getting that into their system yeah. and making that a habit to take with them the rest of their life. They're going to be, it's an uphill battle. But for like an adult, especially an elite athlete who's working with a trainer, you know what I mean? Like a fine-tuned machine. It's like should uh you know should the best gasoline be illegal like, right. you know, but, uh, there's cases where it, it should absolutely be allowed. But back to the clubhouse talk with the uh, baseball, inside yeah. baseball. Yeah. So if you guys were both doing juice and you're like, yeah, we're doing juice and you're like, you gotta try it, and I'll be like, okay, I'll consider it. Probably. We force you. I'll take the. Uh, so you talk, you talk about like the sort of peer pressure, uh, like the the politics of a team. Yeah. So what you were talking about, where if like you're on a team finally growing up through like the farm system and then or however you got there, and you see like one of these guys you idolized. Sure. And he's on juice. And he's oh like, yeah. Dude, what could be more influential than that? Well, no, that's yeah. why I was saying like the team that Griffey came to, that seemed to be like a ripe thing. Right. And. Um, but his dad was on a team with him, wasn't he? Yeah, but like. I don't know. Here's what I'm saying, like. Yeah. They were drinking methamphetamines. Right, right, right. That's true. So the maybe Steelers, his dad, right? So maybe his dad was. Cool he's a with professional. The team, right? sure. Yeah, but it's like it's not a thing that you have to be cool with. It's right. a part and parcel of being a professional right, right. athlete. Sure, sure. The Steelers in the seventies were juicing. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah, far sure. back then. Yeah, yeah. They were, you know, I remember some college football coaches like I remember it was like seventy four, and I went into the visitors' locker right. room and I was like, oh fuck. Right. Like just it was covered with needles, and yeah. he's like. Oh, shit. Now he's like, no wonder they want us. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he knew after that point that, like, all right, we're just in a new era. And I right. just think that going back to Arnold, 
versus today, generations literally later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very little has changed. It's just the method. Right. But it's not like he was corrupt. Right. And now guys are more corrupt. Or right, he right, was right. pure and now guys are corrupt. Right. Like it comes with the turf. Right, sure. You did the same thing if if sixty years ago if I'm like, yo, if I'm gonna cut this goat's neck and you're gonna drink its blood and it's right. gonna you know what I mean? Like somebody's out there trying it. Sure, sure, of course. Now it's just become more scientific right. and it's in a laboratory more and it's less gray market right, stuff. Right, right. I don't mean the legal term, but like Yeah, you know of course. I mean? Um but anyways, I was going to go down another road. But so what's the moral? Just no, it wasn't a morality. To, to me, my whole thing is I don't have a moral judgment about it. It's no big deal to me. I don't think Griffey was less of a baseball player than his peers because I don't think he was juicing and they weren't. I think that was a defining characteristic of the era in which he played baseball and he dominated it. Mm-hmm. The guys pitching to him, Roger Clemens, these guys, you know what I mean? Like these guys, a lot of them were... You know, I'm not even saying it was 90%, but a lot of the guys were juicing. One, so I one don't of, penalize One way. of the best players of that era in terms of just being super gifted just got into Vladimir Guerrero, one yeah. of my favorite players. Right. Uh, he could hit a ball that bounced. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the arm. And oh, the arm. Yeah, five like Roberto tools. Clemente arm. Yeah. It's like fucking insane. Awesome, so dope. One of the cooler players. Ever. Absolutely. So it's dope that he went. And he's from that Montreal team, yeah. which is like the the he most so talented. They had Pedro and Randy Johnson and Vlad and uh, other guys. Andre Gallarano. Larry, Larry Walker. Yeah. You know, Big like. Cat Gallarano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Delano DeShields. Yep. There's another stud player. That too. team that uh, uh, hold on, hold on. The strike team. The, there's yes, exactly the strike team, right? And they, they did, had the best yeah, record yeah, in baseball, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Who and they had the strike that year. And um, there's another one. Uh, he was good. Rondell White. Oh, yeah. Right. It was he, he was, was on the Yankees too? Right. Yeah, he was. Marquise Grissom. Yep. It was like a, a sick, sick, like, like, uh, you say the names now and you're like, haven't they? And I know. Like, it was like all these guys from like this period, uh, who came to that team, I'd say probably between like 89 and like 93, yeah. and they were all together. It was 93 the strike year. Yeah. That's crazy. So much talent on one team. It's insane. Yeah. Saying, but you, I know we were, we should transition right now, but one thing that I saw that I thought was dope was that, uh, the greatest wide receiver of all time went into the Hall of Fame this year. We're going to tease you guys and come back after this message from probably me. (laughs) Let's hope so. Be right back. What up, G-Code fam? This is Sko. Head to gcodenutrition.com right now. We got some special deals going on for you. You can get a free 15-serving tub of our pre-workout vice with any purchase of our Aminos Rise, our Code Orange Aminos. Pick any flavor out of the three flavors of ice that you want to try or that you is your favorite. We got Grinding Grape, we got Legend Lime, we got Cherry Swola. Pick any one you want. And for just another $5, we have another dope bundle. You can get Rise, you get the 15 serving tub of ice, and you get a G-Code Skull Cap, all that for $50. Head to gcodenutrition.com, click on the Bundles tab, and, of course, next week, we'll be at the Arnold Fitness Expo in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, booth 629 will be rolling deep. The entire G-Co family will be in attendance. In the event you can't make it, don't worry, we got you. But you have to follow us on Instagram, at G-Code Nutrition. 
for more details we got something special we're cooking up just for the Arnold just for you we have a lot in the pipeline more apparel more supplements more content we love the just the reaction we've been getting from everybody it's been so humbling we feel the energy growing we're so happy to be a, have you guys be a part of this and we have a lot more in store we're trying to do right by you you guys have been doing great by us and uh, we just feel like 2018 is going to be a big year for all of us so uh, please head to gcodenutrition.com, hit us up on Instagram, let us know what you think, review the products. We are always open, we want to make shit not just better, we want to make shit perfect. So we care about what you think, hit us up, and we will get back to you uh, with more Squadcast right now. Peace. And we are back. Dirt is still eating. Eating. So the audacity to say that the greatest wide receiver of all time just went into the Hall of Fame when everyone just completely understands that Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. Who's the greatest wide receiver? Uh, Randy Moss. Are you saying he's the greatest wide receiver of all yeah. time? Yeah, Okay, so you're saying he is. Yes. Okay. No, no. I'm not saying that the statistics necessarily bear it oh, out. Oh, I mean, his, I'm saying I, that don't, I wouldn't at, be able to tell I'm you I'm saying that statistics. at his best... He was the best I ever saw. That's that's all I'm saying. And I, I definitely know, the best deep wide. I know that ridiculous Vikings team. Yeah. Uh, with Randall. Jeff George throwing the ball oh, downfield and Randall yeah. Cunningham throwing the ball downfield, yeah. those teams. And then uh, and then he was on the Patriots team. Yep. With with Brady just out of his mind, right? Yep. Um, and uh, the Raiders era wasn't so great, but uh. I to me to me at least in terms of uh, lightning in a bottle in a period of time he was the <clears throat> greatest show on earth in terms of wide receivers. So I know Jerry Rice had a much better career and Jerry Rice has all the rings and all that stuff. I, undeniable in every way. But I always kind of say that Randy Moss is my greatest receiver of all time. I don't think that's a crazy state. I mean, like he's clearly one of the best wide receivers of all time, and I don't mean like just in the Hall of Fame, like. He's in the top tier of Hall of Fame right. wide receivers. Right. He's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of wide receivers because he's just an absolute freak yeah. in every kind yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah. Most. Um, I don't know if I'd say he's better than Jerry Rice. I saw a thing, right, where, where somebody posted a thing, and they're like, oh, just on that stat line alone he got in the Hall of Fame. And it was from some game yeah. when he was on the Vikings, and it's just like, you know, he's like looking at the camera, and it says his name and the stats from the game so far, yeah. and it's like – Three minutes into the third quarter. There's like nine and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And it's three catches, 163 yards, three touchdowns. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, crazy. What he's clearly the best at ever is a deep threat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that was his defining thing. Down yeah. the field, he was just uncoverable. Yes, the vertical game. You couldn't, yes, you couldn't keep up with him. You couldn't now jump him. Yep. You couldn't catch him. Yep. All those things, absolutely true. He's number one. Yeah. It's shorter than that. That I'm not sure about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. The the route. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna act like I know anything about hey, football. Hey, hey. Route running hey, and route blocking. Running. Sure, sure. Yards after catch. Hey. Tack- breaking you, tackles. You. You know. That's um, Randy. That was Randy. Shouts to Randy for dropping in. Randy also wanted to say this. He's dropping in. Great catch, homie. Nice. Nice. West um, Virginia. 
West Virginia product. Him and shout White to our Chocolate. Fr- shout out to our friends from West Virginia. He and White Chocolate played on the same high school team. You know that? Oh my like? God, I do know that. Yeah, yeah that was one of the crazy, best right? Nike ads ever. They yeah, showed the two of them, the yeah. oops in high school and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Most Wheeling boys, I believe. Wheeling, West Virginia. Shout out Shout to the crew. To, yeah, we got a ton of homies down in West Virginia. And Weavy. Yep. is over there. <laughs> nah, I love those people. The, the V. <laughs> the V, son. I was going to go somewhere. Oh. But I don't, yeah. Uh, in you the name of not stigmatizing West Virginia. Let's not stigmatize anybody. Some of the best I was folks, gonna transition. Some of the best folks I know. And it wasn't going to be, it was going to come off funny, and I didn't mean it to be funny, because okay. I know there's something you want to talk about. Uh-oh. And I know it's, it's going on everywhere. Okay. It's definitely plaguing West Virginia. So. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. We're talking and I, about. And it was, you, you making that transition would have only uh, come from a good place. Yeah, no, a, well, that's thing. why I stopped myself yeah. because I meant, I was looking at just, you know, we have like a list of stuff yeah, we want to yeah. get through and I thought there was a connection, but yeah, because yeah. I was smiling about the last topic and yeah, laughing. This smile worthy. This is not smile worthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. But this is the Droogs cast this week. Droogs, God, uh, Droogs. And you, you wanted to talk about p- the pill epidemic. I just that's just yeah, I don't breaking think, our society. I don't think people mm. understand like how. I mean, I I think people are starting to understand uh, how profoundly it impacted our state. Like how hard the pill epidemic hit the state of New Jersey, and like how many lives it has ruined. And it's like yeah. one of those things where they talk about like. Um, you know, they talk about cancer and they say like, oh, well, you know, it's like, it's like one of those things where it, it touches everybody. So if it's not something that you personally endured, then it's like one degree of separation between you and somebody that you care about who went through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this pill epidemic is becoming. And it's it's crazy because like one of the things that is most heartbreaking about it is that the source for a lot of this anguish and death was the medical community. Of course, you know, and it's like big pharma. And I remember that period of time when the scripts were just running rampant and being written so freely, Mm -hmm. and that people had access to these drugs. And I and part of chiclets, dude. And part of part of me too also believed, and this could be my own naivete, but part of me believed that so many of the people who got caught up in that shit. Not even talking about people who like went and had surgery and got hooked on it because yeah. that happened a yeah. lot. Yeah. But the segment of our population who were using those narcotics recreationally, not even truly understanding what they were, not understanding what an opiate was, not understanding about the chemical connection to heroin. That oxy is like yes, so identical to heroin. Grade heroin. Yeah. In a it's pill, a, it's, in pill form. Instead of a needle, it's a Flintstone vitamin, yeah. and everyone's. Yeah. Totally safe. I feel in their like mind I feel like take it. I, I feel like the awareness is there now. But when this stuff started to really explode ten years ago, how, how twelve, however many years ago it is, right? It's like I feel like people got caught up in it before they even understood what Absolutely. was happening, what yeah. they were doing, what they were using, what they had yeah. access to, what the long term ramifications of were. It were how um, you know what a daunting, rare. Uh, task it is for someone to even overcome heroin addiction and the thought that these were basically people had prescriptions for heroin and were just popping these pills and like I've seen how many lives it's destroyed and it's like you know um, I'm not going to read out the laundry list but there's you know so many you know friends of ours who died young um, you know people we grew up with who who, who aren't with us anymore because of that stuff and like you know like I, I like a, 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 an example is like I and I don't know any, anything with regard to the circumstances of any of this. But 
um, I saw uh, that a girl I went to high school with um, last week or two weeks ago I passed so, away. Yeah. You know, my class, right? And, uh, you know, I was th- 39 years old and had two sons. And I, I don't know the circumstances at all. So I'm not going to make that assumption. But anytime I see that, my, the immediate thing that I think or I fear, um, and it doesn't really matter because somebody's not with us anymore and who gives a shit why, but mm-hmm. I sit here and I think, like, in so many circumstances, if that wasn't the case in this this time, I don't know. But in so many circumstances, the reason that we're losing people that are our peers, whether you're, you know, 25 or 35 or 45 years old now, the reason we're losing so many of our peers so young is because of this epidemic that is still going on, you know. And it's it's just terrifying. And I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but it's like, it's just crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's bad, man. You know. I mean, I seen, see it happening. It's still unfolding with some of my closest <clears throat> friends who were battling who were prescribed, over-prescribed, 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 over-prescribed. Oh, your toe hurts? Oh, this? For sure. They didn't even, you didn't even need a reason. And it got to the point where it's incentivized, it was pushed. The whole entire country was lied to and told. People asked. It's not just that they don't know. They were told that it's not going to do what it's done. Right. They went out with massive PR campaigns. I'm yep. not to get too into the weeds no, no, here, no, no, but no. like Purdue crazy. Pharmaceuticals hired Rudy Giuliani after yeah. 9-11 when he was Americana, and they put him to out on a major- To be the face They paid him $50 million to go around on every media network that would talk to him and say that OxyContin was not bad for you. Yep. Everywhere. Yep. And everyone was like, well, if the America's mayor is okay with it- yep. And, you know, we must yeah. be overreacting. And, the, like, it started with someone saying, like, my kid f- is fucked up and then killed themselves and going through withdrawal and all that. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, no, it was depression yeah, yeah, or sure. it was something like that. It turns out it's heroin yeah, and yeah. it fucks up your life and it gets a hold of you. And if you talk to anybody who's really gotten into it deep and they discourage, if you, like, right now, do yourself a favor because, unfortunately, it's going to impact your life at some point, yep. whether it's a good friend or it's 10 years from now and it's your teenage kid. Uh, it's going to find a way into your into your life. It's just here. That's the reality. Yep. We now have generations of, it's now 15 years of addicts that have been created right, right. by yeah, yeah. this industry. And uh, read a description on a blog of what doing heroin is like or taking Oxycontin, which now has been the natural transition because as we tried to clamp down on it, everyone get twice as high for half as much by buying heroin on the street. Because the pills are becoming more rare now. Right. So they're more expensive. It's like, what would you... The demand is up and the supply is down. It's like all of a sudden someone cuts off your air and there's a guy on the street corner selling air. Yep. And he's like, oh, you were paying what before? No, man, this is the purest air you're ever going to have. You can get as much of it as you want. So many of the people are yeah, um, shit. using it to get through their work day. It's like all the time, taking <laughs> it just to be level. And a lot of the time, right, exactly, because at a certain point you're not getting high anymore. You're just using it to get even. To get to a, you your get lower baseline. lower and lower every time. So it's like... And menial, ta- it comes a way to cope with menial tasks, and then they become... I'm talking like from somebody... This is like verbatim from people yeah. I know dealing with this. Yeah, of course. Someone I know people who like take it to get through their commute. Yeah, sure. And then they stop, and now their commute is agonizing. Right. Yeah. Like literal agonizing yeah, yeah. pain. Yeah. Because and but they used to just drown out that mundane part of their day, 
and now there's that void. I got so many directions I could go with, but I don't want to. I'd rather let Derek Malone talk because I'm sure sure Derek Malone's got insight because I know where he comes from. Like, that's the funny thing. When he he was about to transition to West Virginia, I sat here and I thought, you know, the truth of the matter is, though, like, at one point, it was about rougher circumstances and rougher backgrounds. And I know how hard it hit Jersey. And you you know about the background of a lot of people from Jersey, the places that we come from, right? Absolutely. You understand why it happened. Blue collar communities. So you understand why it happened in West Virginia. I look back to Scranton where I grew up. I understand why it happened there, right? But now it's not even, now it's not limited to anywhere. It's It's everywhere. everywhere. It's it's where people have money, where people have education. It doesn't matter. It's everywhere. And how many doctors have, well, I don't mean to cut you off there. I was was just thinking like what what you were saying, G, is when... um, because me growing up in high school, like people would smoke weed. Sure, yeah. that's what you did. Yeah, people would do ecstasy. But then it's like a lot of in a lot of cases, like you mentioned, people don't know what the hell it right. was. Right, of course. So people were like taking pills. They were taking Xanax. They were doing all these things because you didn't have to go and roll it up and yeah. it smells and you got to go out of the way. You just you pop you have to it. smoke it. Nothing. And you didn't realize how addicted people were getting. Like I had yeah. friends that I would smoke with. And then they were getting pulled into that direction where they started doing pills and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't yeah. do that shit. Yeah. And then it's just like from there, you just you get addicted, you get hooked. And then like it got to the point where it was hard to get. So people were doing heroin. And then now it's just like it's so hard to get that, you know, people are that have money are yeah. doing it. And what's crazy is my mom was like. Hey, when you uh, get a house or, you know, when you have enough money to get a house, don't you care where your kids go to school? Like, you don't want them to get involved with drugs. I'm like, it doesn't matter if I go to, like, you know, a lower class town or if I go to, like, a rich white area. No way, man. Kids are doing drugs in the different spectrums. No way, man. It doesn't matter where the fuck. It's all about who your kid is. Inner city to, uh, you know, the highest tax town in the the country. It's the same same thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's a scary thing, but it's really all about the person. And in some cases, like what you what you said, people didn't know what it was until they were fucking addicted to it. I mean, I, I like a, a, a perfect <clears throat> example. It's like funny how these things stick with you, right? But <clears throat> I remember when I was maybe I was a senior in high school, right? My mom had back surgery, right? And um, you know, major enough back surgery, but yeah. luckily she recovered great from it. And she's fine today. A lot of people have back surgery, and they're yeah. it's something they deal with the rest of their lives. Yeah. But she didn't. She it, it helped her, and she was okay, right? Um, and I remember they gave her pain medication when she, when she, you know, um, was recovering, mm-hmm. you know, cause she was basically in bed for two weeks afterwards. And, uh, so in the two weeks she was on, you know, pain medication for that entire time. I'm assuming opiate Percocet, some of kind course, of opiate yeah. pain medication for that entire time. And then, you know, the prescription ran out and she stopped taking it. Mm-hmm. She took it exactly as the doctor had advised. It ran out. So she stopped taking it. And that woman was in agony with withdraw- with withdrawals after taking it for, I don't know, 20 yep. days, maybe 15 yeah. days. Yeah, dude. And, and like, you're so helpless because I'm like, you know, you can't help her. What the yeah. hell can I do? Yeah, you know, what, what can my dad, we couldn't do anything to really help her. You just, but you see this person in pain. and They oh, just the have whole, to suffer. She was in yeah. agony suffering from having used medication for two, three right. weeks. And that stuck with me. I was like, "Holy shit! Like, yeah, what dude. is this fucking <laughs> He's stuff?" No kidding. That yeah. your body, your body is 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 yearning for it, and you are in agony because you don't have it. And that was the other thing too. Like, when we were talking about it, you know, um, and the the sort of the the impact uh, that it have would have on an individual. And you talk about like taking it to get through your commute. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Then your commute becoming agony when you're not using it. <clears throat> What's crazy to me too is that I think about 
Um, have you ever heard people talk about just like um, really everything in your life is just ba the balance of your hormones and like serotonin and dopamine yeah. and these right. things yeah, and yeah, these yeah. things yeah, being yeah. in the right ratio yeah. and all that, your body being healthy enough to produce them properly. Right. And that when you start to throw that stuff out of whack with the pharmaceuticals, how like fucked up you can get so yeah, quickly yeah. and it, it's it's the same thing about the like the sex hormones and estrogen testosterone yeah. and the ratios yeah. of those things the but they just say and... yeah serotonin and dopamine and those things That's how true. like it like is everything in terms yeah. of your just basic well-being yeah crazy dude and... and those drugs are like throw them haywire you no know? it's a it's like a, a nuclear it's like a nuclear attack yeah. to the system yep. Yep. everything's yeah. thrown off system yeah and it's just so fucked up that like You've seen, like, especially in Jersey, there's been a lot of, like, syndicates. They've, mm. they've made this effort to crack down on, like, the doctor end of things. Yeah. Where a doctor was yeah. writing scripts. Like, one guy was from, like, North Jersey, but all South Jersey. Yeah. He had, like, 10 people who would come up, yeah. get all their shit, their prescriptions. They'd go down there. They sent them out of Wawa's, all this. Yeah. Like, a lot of law enforcement yes. people get... A I lot know, of blue-collar yeah, jobs yeah, yeah. are really mm. cops, yeah, firemen, yeah, yeah. too. Yep. Are really, uh, really hooked, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's what, really permeated all these communities. And you talk about like this, <clears throat> the syndicates, like, and I like recall, um, you know, Sco and I wrote wrote the Ice Girl script, and and you know, talking about Sunday Funday, and basically the fact that somebody would go to the doctor's office, and the doctor's office was basically just there to write scripts. Yeah, and they would be open on days they typically aren't just to write scripts. Yep. And that was an that wasn't us making something up, some sort of fantastic idea for a film. We were it like really existed. Yeah. It was just us really duplicating what was actually happening in the community, yeah. right? Where, you know, a doctor gets, you know, <clears throat> a copay payment and then whatever the pharmaceutical company pays them for each time he writes that script. And let's say you can get 200 people in and out in an afternoon. It's incentivized. Kind of money oh yeah, making. it's a turnstile. You know, it's like kind of money you make. Printing, you know? oh, printing you 20, money. You made 20 grand this, this afternoon signing your name. You know, and that's what it is. Yeah, all like, of a sudden you're open on Sundays. Yeah, you know, and it's like <laughs> and, put and, in overtime. And Mark what's Shelley? And what's right? yeah? Well, yeah, that's another thing. What Sko's talk? What Sko's talking about? Yeah, what Sko's talking about too? Right? Is these syndicates like? Uh, I, I believe this. The the one doctor caught up in it committed suicide in in jail. Did you hear about? Uh, that I, uh, it could be the same one guy. Of these, one of these no. huge syndicates. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, one that had caught up with law enforcement, firemen, all that. Yeah. And it was the kind of thing that uh, Tara would say, Tara mentioned it to me, and I'm like, actually, somebody had talked to me about it in passing, and I literally didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. I think I might have been at Attilus in EHT. Yeah. And that's, like, where the area we grew up in. Somebody was talking to me about it, and I, like, literally didn't know what they were talking about. So I mentioned it to Tara, and she's like, it's the only thing on my Facebook. And I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. And she said, everyone that she grew up with, it is, like, the story yep. because of the web reaches in so many it's directions. It's such a huge web, yeah, man. And it was like... It was like it a lot all, of like lifeguards and where we're from right, too, all these like weird. In Brigham, AC, and Ventnor, and Margate, all those places yep. down at the down in Atlanta County, right? And then go, the stretching up to Trenton and into North Jersey, and it was like this we literally huge. He said a syndicate, yeah. And it was like, and it basically started with farm, farm, legal drug money, pharma, <laughs> right? Pharma companies and their interactions with these doctors. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's crazy is like obviously every community and patients. And all have have suffered, right? And it's led to now like the hero. It's now led to heroin, because we were like, oh, there's a problem. We need to make this tough. So now then then it gets into heroin, which starts feeding the cartels and all of the blood money that comes out of getting that here and producing it, right? 
just obviously as bad as it gets. Um, and now they're starting to get down on like the, the mid-level guys, right? The dealers, not the producers, the dealers, right? Doctors, people who wrote the scripts right. that they were being paid, sent marketing materials on, taken out to dinner, yep. pushed, yep. yada, 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 sell yep. this, sell this, we'll give you this, we'll give you this. Supposedly this oath to take care of patients, right? Mm -hmm. The hypocritical. Yeah, to take care of patients. Well, these companies that push these products have not been held accountable. Every other right. aspect of this whole food chain yeah. has been held accountable. Right. Where's like the where's like the hearings that we did to Big Tobacco? Right. Where we you don't think there's like an email somewhere at Pfizer or Purdue that says like, hey man, by the way, it just turns out these mice really like this uh, pill we've been giving them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we might want to reconsider like pumping this into twelve year olds with a sprained ankle. You got to believe there's an Aaron Brockovich, um, you know, dude, if there whistleblower an, story. If there out is there. An, an entire like server filled yeah, with emails, yeah. troves of emails where they know for a fact how addictive this shit was. Poison. Put a, a pretty face on poison. it, and now there's not a peep about yeah. holding them accountable. Yep. You know. Yeah, of course. It needs well, to happen because they because they they own so many of our politicians. Exactly it, man. And I don't know who has to die. I mean, from right. everyone's kid to Prince yeah, yeah. to yeah. Michael Jackson. Yep. To how many yep. uh, people are going to die from prescription pills? It's supposed yep. to be medicine. Yeah, yeah. And I understand there is a real purpose for it. Like your mom's case, right. granted, it should but, have been managed but better. Here, but here's the thing, too. I think that that was 1996, five, yeah. something like that. Right. I would think that someone in that same situation under the guidance of a capable, right. caring physician in 2018, their experience would be very different. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think maybe they, they, I don't think maybe many, even, you know, even good doctors then truly understood the ramifications of, you know, a, a pill yeah. pro, a, you know, a, a pain protocol and whatnot, pain and, management protocol. And now there's actually like a growing movement of like cancer patients and people who are really suffering who can't even get the drug. Of course. Because our reaction to it's been so poor that we're like, oh, no one can have it. Right, it's like, exactly. No, it serves a purpose. Yep. It's like we can never have a nuanced approach yeah. to anything. Everything has to be so hot or cold. Different levels of that right. food chain should be tr treated differently. As horrible as it is, I don't think like the local guy in the firehouse is as culpable as the doctor writing scripts. Right. And I don't think the doctor writing scripts is as culpable as the company that pushed it to him. Right. We should be going after right, the heads of, of this whole yeah, flow chart. There should be an FBI board somewhere that's Dude, like, oh, we listen, know if, if someone the, made billions and trillions of dollars off this while everyone else is dying. If the circumstances <laughs> are so dire that people are dying of overdoses, right? Often dying of overdoses because people are constantly in recovery trying to get over this shit. And then they fall off the wagon and they go back on and they use what they used before and their body can't handle it and they overdose. That's yeah. mm -hmm. typically how it happens. But if you have, you know, there's this plague that is just killing people, right? Taking a lot of innocent lives. And then, like I said, to the point where the the physicians and the people are caught up in this web, like I said, this guy took his own life, right? Like you're saying, all these people are, a lot of these people are paying the ultimate price for either bad decisions or going down the wrong road or you know, their own sins, whatever. Yeah. They're paying the ultimate price with their lives, but big pharma and these, these you know, conglomerates are- Scott Free. Uh, yeah. Working on, the next, working on the next fix. Yeah, yeah. It'll be vaping it. Right. You'll be some other way where people are yeah, like, yeah. oh man, I don't fuck with pills, but yeah. let me, I'll take some of that. Whatever, whatever the next works, thing though, right? is. Fucking yep. the top yep. dogs get out. 
crazy. It's because the problem is what the problem is. The problem is the problem is just our perspective on drugs in general. Yeah, yeah. Tying it back into our earlier conversation. Yeah. You know, no one gave a shit when it was happening in Detroit and Camden and Baltimore with other street drugs, yep. so to speak. Yep. But now that it's happening to like the captain of the wrestling team in suburbia, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big deal. Yep. Hopefully what comes out of all of this is that we have a different perspective of what who is a drug addict. Yeah, yeah of course. They're not this uh, you know, scumbag. Right whatever stereotype you want to use the people be like oh that only happens in like the terrible inner city right, where right. it's full of all these bad people right. which you know obviously there's a lot of a racial component course, to that too but race and class if you look at like central america other countries around the world it started to have a more um a less of a criminal they have they've decriminalized drugs right. and thought about rehabilitation right. and have more of a compassionate uh, reaction to of course. it than we do here in this country. If anything comes out of this, hopefully it's that. Hopefully it's that anyone can be an addict. You give ten mm. people a, this drug, yeah. nine of them are going to be hooked. Like that's the bottom line. You know. I wrote something the other day, right? And basically the the thought of it is that like oftentimes I hear a lot of people talk about like, oh man, I would never do that shit, yeah. right? Or Look at that piece of shit, you know, whatever. Some dude who's, uh, you, somebody who's looking at it as some, an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look at that piece of shit, blah, 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 right? Or um, just sort of having these perspectives that truly lack, lack nuance and often are grounded in a lack of compassion and empathy. Right. And whenever I hear that stuff, I don't say... Man, what a fucking, what a tough son of a bitch that guy is. You know what I think? I think, oh man, I think, oh man, that guy hasn't seen shit. No kidding. He hasn't been through shit. He hasn't survived shit, right? Hopefully so that guy's like, buddy doesn't overdose. It's or, very, his, or his brother. You know what I'm saying? Daughter. Like, you hear yeah. a lot of that tough talk when it's somebody who kind of lives a sheltered life. Yeah. And it's real easy to judge everybody else and their sins when you haven't seen shit, been through shit, you haven't lost anybody, you haven't gone through any of that stuff. But you know what's weird? Right? Like, and you're looking da- you're looking down on on, you know, these pe- these weak people, right? And and a lot of the times the weakness I see is in that person who's yeah. so seems to be such a tough guy. I see right through that shit and I think, "Oh man, you haven't seen shit." That's another thing I've noticed, man. I've noticed that like a lot of what you're it. talking about I've seen like that a lot of people with that vibe are also addicts themselves. That there's almost like this, that they're suffering so much sure. mm-hmm. that they have to have this cold. Mm. They like to admit that someone else might have a problem, or that there's a like they have to admit a weakness in themselves. Yeah, there's something inside going right. on. You know, like you're sure. saying, like you see weakness. Like I think, like sometimes, right. like I've seen, like there's a projection right. there where it's like, oh. The person is such a cold reaction to anyone going through shit because the second that they don't, right. they have to admit that mm. it can it's happening to them. Right, sure. That they're in the midst of this shit where they're yeah, probably yeah, yeah. getting underpaid, overworked, right. overprescribed, right. drowning in debt. Sure. Like at the eating food that's not great for them. Like so much of what's going on in this country, I just see like this vitriol that's building up, right? This angst where everyone has this everyone's just like wearing their pain on their sleeve. Sure, sure, sure. Some people try to cover it up with different different ways, right. but everyone's kind of suffering through the same thing, handling it a little differently. But it is like this mass plague. Yeah. 
right. hitting everyone. Right. It's like this perfect storm, like I said, of lack of meaning in life, working a job for, you know, you used to have a hardware store, now you're the greeter at Home Depot. Right. The pride that used to come sure. from having sure. that store. Preach it. Preach. But you know what I'm saying? And now you're the guy who's at Home Depot and they're like, do you know, oh, you used to have a store? All right, we'll start you out in the toilets. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, like that pride's sure. gone. And now it's like, so your job, you just feel like this soulless yeah. part of this machine yeah. instead of the pride in who you are. And the same thing with the drugs and the food and the politics mm. and the yeah. sport, everything that's going on in this country. Like you see people so excited to like tear down a light you tear the lights down because their team won the super bowl right, right. it's because they're putting themselves they're escaping into netflix yeah. they're escaping into the sport they're going deeper and deeper into this pit taking the pill and sitting on the couch right. and yeah. i think we're all kind of like going through this together and we need to there needs to be like an awakening of some kind where, like where we need to i don't know talk about it more right. more honestly yeah yeah you see, some people talk about it anonymously online, but like, you know, people, somebody right now listening to this is addicted. Right, right, sure. And doesn't know what to do right. and hasn't gotten help yet. And it might be because their family doesn't understand what they're going through. Right. I, it's, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I have an answer here, but it's just, I see it happening. Everything you just said, I, I th I'm like picturing like a dog, you know, in a fenced house and like the house is all he knows and he's just barking at people walking by right. and shit like that. It's like I, I see a lot of time when I see hatred and anger, I assume that it comes from a place of pain. It does, right? Yeah. And then, like at the same, so when I see people who you know, but then also when I see a lot of like really harsh judgment, I often think that it comes from a lack of personal experience, that uh, so, some sort of sheltered. Right. When I say sheltered, yeah, I don't yeah, mean privileged, yeah. but right. I just mean you're lucky to have escaped unscathed, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. from your bullshit, right. right? And it's real easy to judge people when it seems like, you know, things always are okay for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, the thing that I've noticed is, like, when I've endured pain or loss or disappointment or whatever, I felt like I came out the other side of it. Even if, you, even if your spirit grows tougher, I came yeah. out the other side of it with more humanity right you know what i'm saying right. like i came out the other side of it with more humanity like with more empathy for what my fellow man is going through and like like and and more willing to share that with yeah. the, with that other person as a and, and less quick to judge like right. and i and i look back to my own youth and i i know i was a fucking judgmental asshole when i was a kid it was because I was a kid mm -hmm. and because yeah. I hadn't done shit and right. hadn't yeah. seen shit. And you hadn't understand what shit. has to happen to someone to get them to be a certain kind right. of, of way. Like, of course, you know, and it's, it's easy to, to, you know, fucking walk right around your high horse when all you know is your high horse, you know, but once you get knocked off the fucking horse and you see what it's like on the, in the dirt, yeah. all of a sudden your perspective of everybody else in the dirt is well, very different. I hope that you know? comes out of this where we start to, cause it seems like everyone's been touched by this, right? Yeah, it's sure. it it's uh, completely colorblind. Yep. Doesn't matter what socioeconomic group you're in. Nope. Um, maybe that could be the silver lining that comes out. You know, yeah. I still think there are people who did wrong who need to be held accountable. Like oh, I sure. don't understand why we can't all agree on this and why nothing's happening. You know, <laughs> this should be an absolute slam dunk that. The, there's no way the person that designed this and pushed this didn't know that it would do this yep. and that they wouldn't make a trillion dollars. I guarantee you, like, the day they created it, they started putting money in a legal fund, a legal fund, yep. knowing the day will come when they'll have to just pay their fine, just like Big Tobacco did, and they'll still have made, a, you know, 
$50 billion off of it. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yep. When you factor in, you know, 20 years of doing it, yep. if not more, per yep. company. Yep. Um, but they should still be held accountable. And hopefully we get to that point of holding them accountable and starting to have more sympathy and empathy for people in our communities and trying to help them instead of criminalizing all this. Like, what good did it do? Okay, yeah, that doctor was charged and then killed himself in jail. Right. Does he have billions of dollars? Does, you know, like, yep. did we stop this from happening again? Right. He's as replaceable as a guy selling weed on the corner. Yep. yep. You know? I don't know. We have to make some systemic changes. But. Something needs to happen, just like the whole thing that's going on with like the gymnastics program with that dude. Oh, it's well, like that's... once somebody goes down, all the other shit comes out, right. and then it's like, well, that's why. Well, it's, like, it comes back to the idea of like I said that Hippocratic oath of the idea that you theoretically have devoted your life to taking care of people, and there's no greater betrayal than yeah. to, you know, uh, take that take advantage of that fact. Mm -hmm. We need it's your yeah fueling somebody's addiction or physically abusing them yeah. you know it's it, it's it's really tragic yeah. and it, it you know it comes back to stuff we've talked about in the past but it's an abuse of power yeah you know it's it's yeah. you're you're in a right. position of authority and you and if you're not wired with the moral compass to understand what comes with that then a, a really flawed person with a code of ethics. Right. Yeah, and also if you think you can get away with it, of like course. that's why like so much of this to me is like about community and how we need to strengthen our our what's the word I'm looking for um, our bond with one another because like if if ten victims of someone there's strength in numbers. Of course. And when you know that you're part of a group that can do something. You feel like you can do something about it. You see it now with me, yep. too, where it's like all of a sudden women are like, oh, I can finally talk about this and maybe I won't get fired. Or may, you know what I mean? Maybe my career isn't over. Yep. Maybe uh, I, don't, I can leave that guy who's beating me, whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, Empowerment. Yeah. I mean, we need to connect more. Like everyone's so disconnected. I think like it's funny, like the pill itself, the drugs kind of drive that disconnection. Mm -hmm. right. They push people further into these holes. Yep. away from everyone else yep. and it kind of like it it decreases the chances of stopping that process or that cycle from beginning in a crazy way you right. know it's very yeah, yeah. self-fueling yep um we need to disrupt that cycle somehow i don't know hopefully we're at like rock bottom and there's going to be a like i said an awakening yeah, and yeah. i think we could use some leadership in this country that like calls for people to have a responsibility as members of a community, and there's like a country all together, a fat one big family, it'd be nice if we could talk that way and get to just even have conversations like that, even if it's bullshit. It'd be nice to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I could use some of that you bullshit. You hear that rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it does go a long way. That's how you start, at least. Um, but, anyways, a very serious Droogs cast. Yeah. But you know what? Like, this stuff is on my mind yeah, all the time, man. I, I'm. Too many friends, mm -hmm. too many lost people. I saw the same girl from Holy Spirit who and died. I, and I, like I, I said, I don't even know the circumstances, but just the thought that... But it's just like, it's just the fact that... So think about that. Yep. That someone could that someone dies, and we're, it's such a common thing now as to why, yep. that you just automatically say, oh, they must be... That's why I say like... Yep. They must be a victim of that. That's why I say like, I don't know if it's the plague or what it is. Like it needs to be called something because yeah, yeah. it is just happening yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is like a whole layer of shit just yep. fell on all of us. Yep. 
and everyone's carrying around this burden not talking about it acting like it's only happening in a dark alley well that myth has to be gone at this point because i know people who have uh great jobs and wonderful families and all the everything going for them you could ever hope for in the world and they're like fighting for their lives you know not young kids it's it's crazy to see i you know so anyways i had to I had the vent. Yeah, yeah, well, no, you, no, you sent good. me the text the other day, no, like we got to talk about this, yeah, and yeah. I knew, I knew well, why. We all, have, we all have pent up stuff about it, you yeah. Know what I mean, because it's it's been a, a, you know, it's been a, a reality uh, in our extended circles for shit since we were, you know, it's a, one of the <clears throat> the, the yeah. things I've struggled with the most for half our lives at least is even trying to figure out like, you know, I could say that like there's a there's drugs I've done that I know like five friends have done too right right? and so just out of likes let's say just like out of five people two people became hardcore addicts of that drug Mm -hmm. and so i've the reason i'd like to talk about this because i'm trying to figure out like what makes someone an addict and what doesn't for a million reasons so i don't become one so if i have kids they don't become one so when i have friends that are in trouble i can help them you know i just like to try to figure it out it's such a uh it's really tough. It's a tough egg to crack, yeah. you know. Yep. But I know what definitely is a common thread amongst all of them is uh, a highly addictive substance. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. I know people who were, like, not doing addictive drugs and then, like, started taking painkillers and then like, their life is in ruin six years later, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, I think a lot of this stuff, right, everybody's, like, rock bottom is different, right? But I often sit here and I think about, like, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the time what takes somebody's you know epiphany or whatever in the midst of this you know illness is the thought of how it's impacting the people you care about right and uh you know i just sit there and i think about like um what a gift it is to not put the people you care about through that because like i sit here and i think about like you know uh what what it must be like for a parent to go through that and like how helpless you must feel you know, when your 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 son or your daughter is caught up in that shit, it's like, oh my god. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that really actually weighs on addicts. Right. It's like that they the drugs force them to do and behave in right. ways that they know are wrong, right. and they don't want to be that yeah, of way. Course. And then they get ashamed. Of they react. It's it feeds the cycle even more. Right, they start right. like, it's really fucked up, man. And I mean, it's like addiction. Like you know, uh, people. Um, it's it's any big swing in emotion. They always say, right? So yeah. it's like, you're really happy? Right. Let's do some drugs. Oh, you're yeah. You're really sad? Let's do some drugs. Right. You know? Uh, Anything. You're you're lonely? Let's do some drugs. It's a party. Let's yeah, do, before let's you do know drugs. it, it's anything. And it's like, you feel anything, the, it's a call. Swings, yeah. The swings. Mm-hmm. The swing in, in any direction in terms of, right. you know, uh, either circumstance or emotion leads to, you know, triggering behaviors. Yeah, I had a good friend, uh, Dirty, not Dirt Malone, but... Just yeah, yeah, sure. Without Dirt saying team. without yeah, saying yeah. legal government names, yes, but like, it would be like, uh, like you said, any event would be an excuse to do drugs. But so before you knew it, events would be popping up. Right. Be like, dude, it's Tuesday afternoon. You know what that means? Yeah. Uh, blah 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 blah. It's at right. this club or right, whatever, sure, and it's sure, like sure. now every like it became like an assert search for excuses. Right, sure. To party. Right. Of course. Um, which is Happy obviously hour somewhere. You no, know, that's exactly it. So it's like, oh man, it's fucked. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe um, maybe there will be an awakening. Yeah, well, I think. And we're, I don't, we're like awakening is it. like the wrong As word. As a society, like, I think we're moving towards it. We need to, man. We you know, need to. Uh, what's the other choice? You know. And you know, that's like the next drugs are right around the corner. It's crazy to see, like, uh, you know, my nephew's fourteen. And the stuff that's going on, like, just amongst his, his age group and how different things are. So many different, th- like, so different from when you were that age. Like, you think about, like, something like Uber didn't exist then, right? Yeah, so now if you're a 13-year-old kid who cre- your parents could create an Uber account for you, you can get anywhere. You can get anywhere. You don't need to get picked up by a friend. You don't need a driver's license. You don't need a car. For eight bucks, you could be at a party. You could sneak out and be like three towns over, you know? Yep. Um, And there's a lot of that going on. Same thing with the drugs. I mean, it's it's very easy to get. It's all scary. I even think about like raising kids in like this day and age. Of course. And I know... Fucking Greg's got a 900 kids, but I, I'm, I don't <laughs> I even lost, have kids, count. and I'm still thinking. I'm just like, <laughs> well, no, like, but, it's but so you, right, you don't yet, you don't have kids yet, you guys, but like, you have your nephew, yeah, no. you have your gang yeah, of nephews, yeah, yeah. and it's like, you know, you you think about these kids. Well, we'll just, be the ones tailing your kids, and just the generation to make sure, like, it'll be like in the unmarked G code yes. car. <laughs> They're it's like the generate right the generate right the generation. You know, um, like you said, the the difference in terms of the generations, and you you think like. Like I think about, you know, Mads twenty, mm-hmm. but then I also think about like, um, you know, the the little ones, and I think like, all right, well, can that awakening happen soon? You know what I mean? Can it happen before they're yeah. there? It's it's just everywhere in their peer group, you know. And it's like, oddly enough, all you can do is like, you know, all you can do is lead by example and hope you can program your kids with the right stuff. There, because, because this that's another thing too, right? Like to, to always make the assumption. That the kid who got caught up on it, his folks didn't do a good job. No, see, that's, know, that's the thing not, because, know, that's like, not, I that's I tell you when I look when I look at like so it's like okay, um, had a two parent home, had a one parent yeah, home, right. um, had siblings, didn't, did drugs early, didn't. Like you yeah, name it, right, right, there right. is just no right obvious pathology to it. Right, yeah, it, yeah. it's such a mix. Yep. It's so tough, but I will tell you, I've seen a lot of studies that say kids, young kids now. Like high school kids are doing less drugs and having less um, unprotected or casual sex right, right. than any previous generation by a lot. Whoa. The numbers are way down for like 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kids. Way down. Yeah, now, I've heard that. It, some people are a little worried that they're not having enough sex. Oh, no. Like that they're becoming. Um, right, because they're because, less oh, socialized, yeah. they're less able to interact. They're not playing sports as much. Right. They're playing video games more. They're online more than they are like at their buddy's house with right. five people in a room busting each other's balls. Now it's on YouTube comments and they're in their own perfectly yeah. curated world. How adjusted are they going to be when they're 22 and someone pokes them in the chest or a doctor prescribes them a lethal drug? Right. <laughs> you know, like Jesus. are they, they might be there. People are worried they're less prepared for the world when they get out there, right, right. but in terms of their behavior and what you would be you're saying you're worried about having a kid right now those metrics indicate that the kids are more responsible than we were so yeah i've heard that too it's hard to believe but i've heard it too you know well like you said it's all about perception we're not there no you know? of course of course i mean it's, it's a great it's it's good but news, when you think but back I, like you're saying like oh i know kids that were uh, dude it felt yeah. like i look back at the 90s and it seems like the wild west yeah yeah right you know 
So, you know, it's like some people <laughs> grow no up and they act like, <laughs> yeah, some people grow up and act like, oh, in my day, it was all, it's like, yeah, no, dude, like yeah, yeah. in your day, it was like a Viet, a drunken Vietnam vet, like beating you in public while people encourage them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just used to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, every generation and feels, every generation feels that way about, I think, sure. having kids yeah, in the world. Of you course. Know? Of course. In the crazy world we're in. But this pandemic or this plague, hopefully uh, we're getting to the point where we can do something about it. Yep. Just I gotta, know everyone's hit feeling it, you know? Yeah. You just got to raise your kids like uh, the dad from the show This Is Us. I haven't seen it, but my <laughs> wife loves it. Even though she's like two seasons behind and it's like talked about it's everywhere. A, it's, a, it's like a... It's like a feminine tear tear. All I know, show. like automatic tears, like box of tissues. Wow. They play music the whole time, every scene. Uh, yeah, it's, you know what? Like I, I, I had only heard of it. I knew not, not, nothing of it, but there were commercials for it during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Tara seemed opposed to it. Yeah. Well, don't watch it. Opposed to it. But if you already, but watch I don't it, know. I don't necessarily deep. know why. Maybe, maybe you know what I think it might have been. I think, it, like you said, automatic tearjerker. Yeah. Just the idea that, like, it's soapy. maybe, it's soapy. maybe you're not looking for that. I watched. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got to be in a. Like, oh no, no, you know, yeah, like, no. I know about, what it is. Like, I, don't I think want... about heavy movies. Yeah, no. And like some some heavy movies that I'm right. saying, like, okay, I'm good. I never have to yeah, see that again. Like, oh, you got to see Passion of the Christ, and I'm like. Actually, <laughs> I, I know how that story went. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, I'll wait for like that one, only one day in yeah, my whole entire yeah, yeah. life yep. when I um, feel like watching The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there will be one day when I can emotionally handle that and yeah, I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, it's like Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia. What, yeah. What was like, the recent um, fucking put best picture fucking winning ringer. film about uh, slavery? Oh, right, right, right. 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years yeah. a Slave. You know, there's like a handful of those films where it's like, I might be in a mood literally like right. one day in the next 20 years to watch right, right. 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah. Not because I don't think it's unbelievable. Not because it's not important. No, important, powerful, all exactly. that. I literally cannot. Right. So, I, like, it's it's too much Suffering. for... Yeah, yeah, I can't. It, it, I'd be too devastated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like. No, that's it. I got that's enough. What I'm that's what I'm saying. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like you said, automatic tearjerker. Like, I think that that was like one of the things that Tara like that turned Tara off to it was just the idea that she was like, it looks yes. like too much. No, it, uh, I watched like 15 minutes of yeah, it. Yeah. Because like I said, uh, the wife loves it. Yeah, yeah. Um, incredibly well mine. done. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly well acted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's like it. indie film. Right, right. Kind of deal level, like sure. 90s indie film. Sure, sure. Not like, you know, gunplay no. or anything no, no. like that, but like serious, heavy, mm -hmm. weighty, emotional, all that. Yeah. It, it wins like all the, it won all the Golden Globes sure, sure, and sure. Emmys and all yeah. that. Uh, it's a great, very well done. I have no interest in watching yeah, it. Yeah. I told her I would just because, like, of course. You know, can't you're, talk you're, about this. You're a good mate. It was the drug cast. Well, oh. you know what? I, we got to transition to something. It's got to get go. lighter. Okay. It's got to get okay. lighter. I got lighter. Okay. okay. I got because this is Al heavy. lighter. This is yes, heavy. Al lighter. Okay. Yes. This is the complete opposite heavy. of the plague. It was heavy. Okay. Okay. So this guy, it's good bread, is uh, twenty two. Speaking of bread. drugs. Speaking of speaking of drugs. Yes. yes. Drugs. This guy's over at his drug dealer's house. Okay. He's like, and as he tells the story, he's like, and of course, you have is to hang out for an hour. Is this a scene from Pulp Fiction or a scene from Pineapple Express? It could be. Okay. Yes, it could be. Okay. But this actually, this is real. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Has to take shit. Goes to take a shit. He sees it's going to be a bit of a problem. So he calls out for the poop knife. Okay. Oh, he okay. says to the guy, yeah. hey, man, let me, uh, let me get your poop knife. 
To cut the turds? Hold on. The guy's like, <laughs> What are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? It's like, Oh, you're, uh, you're knife. Yeah. And the guy starts thinking to himself, like, Maybe they don't call it a poop knife. He's right. got a more eloquent Plum, uh, right. name for it. So a he's calling plunger. it like, yeah, he's calling it like right. the fecal divider. Oh, yeah, yeah, like all these, oh, he doesn't know okay, what it, like okay, maybe okay, the guy's yeah, got yeah, like yeah, a different term. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just so he's describing to the guy <laughs> yeah, what it is. Yeah, and the guy's just, now he hears like 10 people yeah, outside yeah. the door dying laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, in that humiliating moment, I realized that I was the only person who was raised in a house where our family had a poop knife. Wow. What is it? It's a That's knife. exactly what it is. He said a knife centrally located in his home between all the bathrooms so that if you, he said, for maybe we have some kind of genetic predisposition right. to. Oh, it's large pooping. Yes, poops that, cl that challenge yeah. the plumbing yes, yes, of their yes, house. Sure. Oh, like but his father. Shits. <laughs> there you go. His father had a well, it's knife. It's like your poop is going to choke out the toilet. Yeah. His father literally had a knife hanging on a hook centrally located in the house. And he said it would be a total common occurrence in his house for 20 years of his life growing up to yell to someone in the hallway, hey man, why are you walking by? Could you grab, grab me, me the, the poop, poop knife? knife? Give it a poof knife. I just had some pass. So he's married and he's home. Yeah. After this, he goes home and he says to his wife like, you know about the poop knife? She's like, what are you talking right, about? Right. She'd been, it been hanging in the laundry room. She thought it was just a hanging utility. Right, right. She'd been using it to cut loose threads on like oh, all their clothes. Wow. Like he's like, thankfully she wasn't like prepping food, food with, with it. it. Right, right. But yeah, so this guy. Wow. Shark shredder. Yep. The poop knife. See, that's the thing, though. Like, so, hey, Dirt Malone has made Dirt Malone has made me think. Like, I always joke. Like, I put stuff on blast. I always joke with Tara, and I say that, like, if she poops, yeah, it's like fr it. it's fruity pebbles in the toilet, yeah, and there's like a, a rainbow coming out of the toilet. Poop and it's case. like, yeah, it smells like uh, like Ear peaches droppings. and cream. It's like not real poop, right? Like as I see it, right? peaches imagine, and cream. As I imagine, it smells no, it like it My smells like air. It yeah. smells like air freshener. No, I'm just like because like it seems like her poops are so rare and so like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Less uh, consequential or, yeah, they're like, or you're dangerous. Looking at them and it's like, oh, right. they all know. It's so cute. They all, they have a whole system. Right. They all yeah, do. That's a, it's a monogram. You, an hour after you leave the <laughs> yeah. house, dude. That she's got it. a time. That might be it. It's like a yeah. it's a four alarm. That might uh, be it. But I don't see. But the other thing is to like yeah, I don't terror. I don't see any of it as like. <laughs> I also don't see any of it as like gross or anything either. Like the thought, like I heard, like people get like bugged out because their woman does this or woman does like your woman's a human being, so of course, of course. your woman does. Yeah, no. It's like she's gonna drop a right. shoebox every now. But that's and then. the thing, though. But Dirt Malone gives me the impression. Dirt Malone gives me the impression right. that he's like like a, a vegan, and he mm -hmm. like poops like kale. He's leaves. a poop snob. He poops like kale leaves. Long. Whereas Strings. whereas I, on the other hand, am like a, a grizzly bear out in the wilderness. A braided right. Viking knot. <laughs> and, like, and that's what I that's the impression that he gives me, as if like his poops are, are well, very dude, delicate. If you're yeah, dropping this shit are, and it starts with all poops. the water in the bowl. <laughs> Organic. <laughs> because your shit's like <laughs> obviously. That's what it sounds like. When you flush. Yeah. When you flush, that's what it sounds like. You might choke out the uh, you, dirt, yeah. dirt, dirt flushes the toilet, doesn't even do anything. It's like there's Get nothing the in shit. here. Got the, got the, yeah, the fucking the uh the, the the toilet in the Canadian Crippler. Yeah. You know, that's what it's that's what it sounds There's like. There's no poop knife for you. You gotta get the goddamn You guys are experiencing <laughs> the wi the very wide spectrum that is the cast. It is, yes. Right now. yes we just went from the biggest the pande the pandemic plaguing society yes. to poop knives braggadocio and, and uh Poop well, Parison. Yeah, so he's a very, uh, a very so delicate poop. He's a delicate little flower. But he, flower. But he calls it poop knife. Yeah, but he calls it. It's gonna be like the opioid <laughs> epidemic and poop, poop knives. knives. <laughs> well, but but Dirt Malone is the 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 one who first said a hot shoebox. Oh, they yeah. coined the phrase. 
in terms of taking a dump, <laughs> taking a hot shoe box. Yeah, you drop a scoopsie. Mystery of the shoe boxing. Uh, hot shoe box. <laughs> <laughs> There's no mystery. Mystery solved. All right, so that's it's enough poop talk. It's a delicate way. An extra talk. long cast this week. It is an extra long cast. We didn't even talk about... Get the poop knife Chow. out. It's extra long. We didn't talk about the dirtiest thing you eaten. Ooh. Oh, I'll tell you a little something I had. Okay. It's, it was pretty dirty. I got to think. I, I got to think because I'm not prepared. I got to think. So yesterday I just gone to the supermarket. I'm like, I'm going to get something prepared. Rainy, snowy, crappy kind of day, right? Slushy. Yeah. Just wanted to like hibernate like a bear last night, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. So I got like a trough of shepherd's pie. Wow. Ooh. So rugged. Supermarket made, but like ready to go. Mm. That's mainly shit. And right it there. was like, it was a good two dinners worth. That I ate in one sitting. Wow. And then slept in for nine hours. Wow. I haven't slept for nine hours probably during the whole month of February. Nine <laughs> How many hours. hours are in a day? Nine? 26. Oh. Nine. 26. Nine hours. That is not, amazing. Dude, I woke you up. You must have I felt could, like a, a I new could human not, being. I could not believe it. Wow. I woke up. I looked at the I was like, did the math in my head. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. Oh, it must have felt like yeah. a new human being, a new man. I'm ready for another eight years of four hours of sleep. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the dirtiest thing I eaten. I had like a whole, I had like a whole. I had a topic that we haven't even covered today. I guess we'll save it for the next cast about like uh, staying on point with your eating and available foods and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll cover that for oh, the next. Oh yeah, 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 We'll yeah. cover that. We'll cover that in the next cast. We'll Sounds save good. save that for the next cast. Uh, but I'm gonna let Dermalone go because I got to think about what the dirtiest thing I eaten was. I think the same slushy day, which was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I dug in. We're having the same the, dreams. I dug in. Yeah. <laughs> Get the poop knife. <laughs> we dug, or we dug. I dug into the Oreo. Okay. Uh-oh. I took. Well, we two, talked about Oreos on the last yeah. cast. Yeah. They eat 800 calories in 50 and how, seconds. How many? I, I realized that I messed up my math too. Uh-oh. I said 57 as if there was 170 calories in three Oreos. There is 160 calories in three Oreos, so it's like 53 and a third calories per Oreo, just for the sake of getting it right. Getting my math well, right. Well, take that. One guy yeah, on Instagram who's those four probably calories. like full. Like I just threw fucking, his whole fucking diet fucking off. Fucking amateurs don't calories. know shit. Yeah, 53 and a third calories per Oreo. And how many Oreos in a sleeve? I said, I believe it's 11 or 12 in a traditional. Because there's either ele- there's either 33 or 36 in a regular Oreo container and 48 in Which the family size. Which begs the following question. 16 in a family size sleeve. <laughs> Which begs the question, <laughs> how many sleeves are in Dirt Malone? That's a good question. That's, I think that's where he was going with that. I'm going to say I had about close to the whole fucking thing. I had like 26 Oreos. In one shot. In one shot. Now, here's the thing. Did you break one of the the commandments? Did you start eating Oreos hungry? Yes. See, that's the thing. That's you made where, a meal of them. Because those, <laughs> let's, let's not lie. I could easily eat 26, yeah. but I'm going to eat Oreos typically after I ate something. Right. Now, it's not saying, I'm not saying something healthy, but it's something more substantial. Yeah. So, like, I just had... You know, if it's Sunday and you're going in, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you just had four slices of pizza. Right. So then I'm less inclined to have the space to eat 30 Oreos. But if I walked into those Oreos and I'm dry. hungry. Yeah, you can't go into yeah, Oreos dry, you know, man. It's like, you're going <laughs> to. Bad things happen. So, Dermot Malone, yeah, 26 Oreos, you think? You, so, you, I had so did a whole course, sleeve. In the course of the day, right? Oh, two no. breakfast sandwiches, okay. bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, this is good. Okay. This is good. Yeah. All right. All right. So picture that all this in a bucket, right? Okay. A coffee. A bucket of bacon, bacon egg, and like. cheese. I mean, this is what your, well, your stomach and your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> God, don't picture this. Picture none of this. Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> okay. With shrimp. Okay. 
shrimp floating around yeah. in there. Then I had the Oreos. Okay, shrimp nibbling on the Oreos. And then I had like two pulled pork sandwiches. <laughs> wow. Wow. After the Oreos. Yeah. Wow. It's a good what day. What time of day did you eat the Oreos? It's a good this day. was like throughout the day. I think I ate the Oreos and immediately went to the pulled pork. Did you wow. eat the Oreos during the day? No. That's quite a transition to go to the pulled pork after the Oreos. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Eat 26 Oreos and well, then Well, I was also going to ask, like, because if, if he's eating Oreos, like, on a, t- on a Tuesday, <laughs> right, right, if he's right. eating Oreos, like, on a Wednesday yeah. at 2 p.m., yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something's wrong with you. I gotta, I, well, I'd be a little, right. just knowing you, would be a little alarming. Right. right. It's a bad time to be, I mean, if that's happening at 2 p.m., at 9 p.m., you got to be like, you But know, you know what got me through the Oreos? <laughs> I had three servings of ice. I mean, three servings of rice. Yeah, I thought you were pre, like, you were pre gaming for the like, for the Oreos with advice. Pre workout to fuel to fuel Get amped up the, the ferocious chomping of the wholesale yeah. club. I'm gonna take so these Oreos. I'm gonna need some pre workout. Yeah. It's good for you. The Heavy antioxidants get yeah. the jaw muscles. Yeah, no, I meant to say rice. You had three servings of rice throughout the day. Yes. So that he fucking evens out the order. Cancels oh, I, I agree. I didn't. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this all wrong. Know. Yeah, you got to read the fine print on yeah, the label. Obviously, the next day I need. <laughs> make your blood sugar. Make your blood sugar rise. You needed the poop knife. All right, Greg, you're up. Oh man, I'm struggling yeah, here. I'm struggling. Taco Bad. Bell. You have any tacos? Yes, I've okay. had tacos. I don't any know, any grimy tacos? Ho- homemade though. Okay. Not not grime, not I, of the grimy variety. I don't know who you are. Yeah, well, you've been not of the grimy some variety. Food lately, Desserts? I have been posting food. Desserts. It was mostly healthy stuff though, wasn't it? English muffin. Yeah, English muffins. You know, well, you know, I, I was basically basically you know those foods I kind of see as like bodybuilding foods, um, you know the meal the sort of meals. Uh, okay, here's one. This isn't really the dirtiest thing I eaten, but it's dirty. Okay. Right? So I was uh, training on Saturday. It's usually the Saturday, the sixth workout of the week, typically. Like, I'll have a little snack before I train, okay. right? Maybe train a little bit later than typically than normal, and I'll have a little snack, right? So, uh, as Dirt Malone knows, I'm I'm a, a big believer in the pre-workout snack. Assuming you're in the right training groove, right? You're in the right mm-hmm. training groove. You're training pretty heavy. You're training pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. You've eaten good all day. You're going to have a little something before you train with your pre-workout, right? Okay. You've known many, many muffins, yeah, Pop-Tarts, muff, et cetera, right? So I was sitting there and I was like sort of, I don't know, lamenting the mm. fact that I had no muffin. Sad. And Tara says, Sad. oh, I got a thing of muffins in the, in, the, in, the, in the cabinet. Literally 45 minutes later, I had fresh muffins. Nice. No way. Yeah. So I had my, I had my wife. She cooked. She baked them up real quick. It was like one of those like you know like muffins in a bag yeah. kind of thing. You had like a, an egg and whatever the hell else. And That's then, disgusting. No, it was amazing, right? <laughs> it's dope. And uh, you said it. There's, there's an image on <laughs> image on uh, image on Instagram. There's what that's what the muffins look like. Very nice. Wow. Right. Those are nice. Six, six, there were like six little chocolate chip muffins. So you pre-game mm. to take those? It looks like. Yeah, well, no, I, that was before I worked out. So I had two scoops of ice. Ooh. One legend lime, one cherry swallow. In a mason jar. In a mason jar. And then I had, I didn't eat all six of those. I had like faux. Yeah. There's no way muffins are getting made and those babies aren't just destroying yeah. muffins. You know what I mean? Knife. You know? So that was what, that was, that was, it's not the dirtiest thing I eaten, but it, it was a, a snack, a noteworthy snack with a good backstory. Nice. I, nice. I know that the cast will be over and it will strike me. You're going to have to some, comment on the uh, Instagram post. It's awful and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there you exactly. go. Exactly. Um, so Dirt Malone, what is the name of the track of the week? Oof. You were playing it earlier. 
Hey, track the of little, the week. <clears throat> New segment. He's given a. He's given a. We're gonna give a little snippet here. New segment. A little track. workout music. So okay. track of the week. I'm gonna give a shout out. Just say the name. To um. All right. Track of the week is called the corrupt. Fell Sweetenberg.